Hello, I'm Jane Hilsden, marketing consultant and founder of the How To Do Marketing Academy and small business marketing agency, Dragonfly Marketing. Welcome to this episode of the How To Do Marketing Show, a no-nonsense podcast about marketing for small business. It's my mission to put marketing on the agenda for every regionally based small business in Australia. Why? Because I know that when marketing is done properly, it can help your business grow. The How To Do Marketing Show is a podcast just for you and your small business. Bursting with marketing insight and information, this show will be a fabulous resource to help you know all there is to know about the topic of marketing for small business. And if you'd like even more marketing goodness to head your way, Come and join my community on Instagram at How To Do Marketing Academy. I'm now live every week on a Friday morning at 9am to answer all of your questions and share out any learnings that I have had that week. We also publish a truckload of marketing tips and tricks out via this channel. And you can also head over to howtodomarketing.com.au and sign up for our weekly newsletter. This is filled with five short tips, quotes or anecdotes to help inspire, motivate and guide your small business marketing efforts. Welcome back to another episode of the How To Do Marketing Show. I hope this episode finds you well. I am um, taking the opportunity today to answer six of the questions that I have been asked the most uh, from small business owners over the years. And it's interesting because when I was preparing for this episode, I was Googling, um, you know, most frequently asked questions about marketing or top five questions about marketing. And it's amazing that so many people um, have asked the same questions over the years to Google <laughs> or to other people um, that they have also asked me. Um, I guess, look, they're fairly universal, the the, the questions, so I'm I'm not really surprised that this uh, these questions are, are where people get stuck. Um, but hopefully what it means is that these are questions that you might have or that you might have had or you've heard other people ask and that by me answering them today, it might um, provide you with some answers um, or certainly enlighten you on the topic because I've got to say it's there's some that that are answered can be answered quite directly and then there's some unfortunately that do not have a black and white answer for everybody because everybody is business is is different. Okay. So there's six questions and the first question that I'm going to answer and this is by far the the, the definitely the most popular question that I get asked, probably um, where I see this question um, the most is when I'm talking to a prospective client who's made the decision to come and, you know, get some help with their marketing. And rather than it be a 
question, it's more of a statement around, I just don't know where to start. So when it comes to marketing, where on earth do I start? Which is such a great question. Um, Now, typically when people are asking this question, they have started their marketing. They have done little bits and pieces. So typically when businesses come to me, they have already got a website. They're giving their social media channels a, a good go. Um, they might have put a brochure together. They might have got a business card. They've probably done some sort of um, activity with, with an event. They've, they may, may have spoken at an event um, or they may have, may have held an event themselves. They could have even tried a bit of radio advertising. Um, maybe they've been in the media. So, so generally b- businesses have kind of dipped their toe in and started with the marketing. But when the point that they get to me is I'm sick of doing marketing sporadically, I've been kind of guessing my way through this. Yes, I've done this, that and the other. However, there's just been no plan to that. I've kind of just, it's organically happened along the way. So my answer to that question is to start with a plan. So rather than just jump into more tactics, like it would be very easy for me to turn around and say, well, we can just update your website and what social media channels are you on? And, oh, I can see your brochures need updating and all of that sort of stuff. Um, And that's tactical. And maybe that's some of the stuff that will need to be done. However, we will never, ever jump into any of that until we have actually started with a plan. Now, when people are paying us to put that plan together, that strategy and that plan, we do put a pretty comprehensive plan together. We will spend a lot of time um, asking that business owner a lot of questions about their business. So um, the reason for that is because we want to make sure that the marketing activity is 100% plugged in to the business priorities and where the business is at right now. So we will always, we, we start off with a, a three-hour um, planning workshop where we just ask so many questions about where the business is and we try and get as much information from the business owner about the business um, as possible. And there will be some questions in there, well, definitely some questions in there around who they believe the target audience is um, and who they believe their perfect customer is. But we're also looking at things like business priorities, business goals, you know, the nature of the the market, um, external factors that might influence, um, you know, various, well, various facets of the of the business and 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 therefore some of the marketing that we do. Um, so yeah, so so we start with with that, and then our next step is we actually go out to their customers um, and people who represent their perfect customers, and we gain insight and perspective from their point of view. This is such an integral part of our process. Um, and it really helps us understand the worldview of their customer. It helps us understand the opportunities for where this business can position their business and their brand and how we can communicate using our marketing tactics 
um, is how we can communicate and then and share messaging um, and content and, and all of that sort of stuff um, to actually uh, drive people to their business. Um, and and convince their customers that uh, that business is the perfect solution for them. So all of that information goes together in a pretty comprehensive plan um, that outlines all of those strategic considerations, considers all of the, um, the customer insight, and then lays out the next 12 months of, of top-line marketing activity. But that's because we, we, we do it in that, in that way and it's that comprehensive because we've been marketing for 25 years and it's our degree and we're I'm a CPM and um and and I've been doing this for 25 years so I can do it that way however if you're working on your marketing yourself and we certainly teach a lot of businesses how to do their marketing planning and I don't teach them how to do the marketing planning that we do because that's taken 25 years and and you know all the professional training um but we but there is there are of course ways that we can do this in a much much more simplified fashion still kind of looking at the key considerations but it's not, it doesn't need to be as um, anywhere near as, as comprehensive as that if you're doing it yourself. So if you're starting with your marketing, the very, very first thing to do is to sit down and think, what is it that your business is trying to achieve over the next 12 months? One thing, one thing. Don't don't list the list of twenty things that you'd like to get done over the next twenty. Uh, sorry, over the next twelve months, because if you're if you list out the twenty things and try and focus on all of those, you're unlikely to actually achieve any of them. So, where is it that you want to start? Are you trying to get more revenue? Are you trying to build your revenue? Are you trying to scale your business? Um, are you trying to increase your profit? Are you trying to position yourself as a market leader? Um, are you trying to gain market share? Are you launching, you know, new products or services into the market? Are you um, expanding into to new markets? There's like an endless list of, of uh, business objectives that, that you might be focusing on, but work out what's the most important to focus on for the next 12 months. And then our marketing and the marketing um, channels that we choose to use, the marketing budget that we choose to spend, the marketing content that we choose to create will all tie and, and align to that business priority and helping you achieve that. Um, understanding your customer is vital as part of this. So don't bother going out and spending thousands of dollars on a website um, or thousands of dollars on, on Facebook ad campaigns or radio campaigns if you don't have a true understanding of who your target audience is. And honestly, the easiest way to do that is to write down everything you know about your customer and don't just limit it to the demographic information like where they live and how old they are and what their family status is. Think about how they operate as human beings in terms of needs, in terms of wants, 
What problem are you solving? Who influences them? And then, of course, you do want to understand, you know, where they do spend their time. So do they even listen to the radio? Which social media channels are they on? Do they, you know, subscribe to emails? Do they read print magazines? Um, If they watch free-to-air TV, what shows are they watching? So that you can start to understand where it might make sense to invest your marketing dollars. So once you understand the business objectives, you understand who the customer is, then planning out that marketing activity and what you do and what you say becomes so much more focused. So start with the plan. Obviously, there's more to to that plan um, than I've just talked about, but they're the main considerations. And of course, if you do want to find out how to put a a full marketing plan together and how to align your marketing goals and and, uh, tactics, you can come and visit us at howtodomarketing.com.au. Okay, question number two. Which marketing channel should I use? Um, this this is a golden oldie, this one. This one, I've been asked this for years and years and years and years. And uh, I guess if, uh, if, if we refer back to question one where we really want to put a plan together and we want to understand who our customer is, and what our business objectives are, this kind of answers this question too. So there is no there is no magic channel. I can't turn around and say Instagram's where it's at, people. You know, if if no matter what your business, no matter who your customer, just get on Instagram and create yourself some reels. <laughs> I'm never going to say that because, of course, Instagram might work for some businesses, but it doesn't for others. I've got to say Instagram, um, it used to be quite niche and, you know, really it it was kind of only relevant for at at one stage for kind of females under the age of, of 30. And that's changed. That's changed a lot. Um, because we do so much of this customer um, research on behalf of our clients and and the question that we ask, we always ask the question in this research, you know, where do you spend your time online? And it's amazing how many people that, um, I mean, I'm asking a lot of these questions a lot of the time. It is amazing how many people have now moved away from Facebook and are now using Instagram. So, you know, it's no longer females under 30. There's definitely a lot more men. Um, there's a lot more diversity in age range. And I don't know, there just seems to be, I think from what I've, from my research, I can see that people are still using Facebook for things like groups. But generally, in terms of the news feed and checking into Facebook, they're not using it anywhere near as prolifically as they had in the past. So so Instagram's definitely um, gaining in, in traction, but that certainly doesn't mean that your business needs to be there. I was... Uh, we were planning some marketing for a long-term retainer client of ours. They're lawyers um, and they haven't been on Instagram, but we we are looking to, to move them onto that channel. But the um, one of the partners of the firm, he's, you know, mid-50s um, guy, lawyer, 
And he said, I'm, there's no way, I'm not on Instagram, no way. Um, he said, but then he said, actually, yes, I am. I do go on and check out my gym because I go to the gym and they, um, and it's the F45 gym and they, they, they must record the classes or whatever that, that morning. So he says, I'm always just going on to check to see if I've made the video for that morning. So he is on Instagram. There you go. Um, but he's not sitting there flicking through the scrolls. He's not getting lost in the reels as perhaps some of, um, some of us are doing. Um, so, yeah, sure, there's a lot of relevance for social media channels because so many people use them. And if your target audience are using a channel, then it makes sense to be there. Um, social media channels often get a lot of um, airtime as well in a marketing plan because um, of the cost effectivity. So, so they're not free anymore. You can certainly you can certainly have a free presence on Instagram and devote all the time in the world to making sure you've got enough content on there to, to get noticed. Um, but to get noticed for free on Instagram, you really want to be pushing some, some content on there daily, um, you know, and you also want to be in, in the stories and in the reels and, 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 you know, having a diverse mix of video versus, you know, um, images that you can flick through and using all the hashtags and all the rest. Um, so it's free in terms of money, but it's not free in terms of time, you know, and in the case of this lawyer, you know, I'm not going to sit there and say, spend your time posting all of that stuff to Instagram just to make sure you can get it for free, um, as opposed to actually going out and charging for legal counsel, um, to clients. So, so yeah, it's time or money that, that you're paying with to, to really make those channels work for you. Um, but that's not to say, particularly for regional areas, that's not to say that that other channels are dead. So again, in, in the example of this lawyer, um, this legal firm, we have a radio campaign that's been running for at least a couple of years, and that has been responsible for a really, really good deal of um, website traffic that, that we get a really, really healthy um, uh, monthly website traffic um, to the to the website. Um, we spend a lot of time making sure their Google My Business is optimized. Um, we have used a lot of print advertising in the past. Um, they're very very active within local networks um, and building relationships. So it's it's not just one channel. You know, we might use Facebook for them at the moment. We certainly do use um, email marketing for for those guys. They've got a really really great um, email newsletter that we we share out once once a month or once every couple of months, and a really engaged audience there. So. There is no one magic channel. It's generally a mixture of channels and the, reason, the, the way we work out which channels are the most relevant for, for that client is by generally going out and asking and making understanding who the customer is and where they are spending their time. So then we can, you know, make really, really confident decisions around where we spend our money on marketing channels. So um, if you are wondering about which marketing channel, go out and ask your customers, where are they? Which social media channels do they use? 
Do they have, you know, do they subscribe to emails? Do they listen to the radio? Are they reading industry publications? Are they listening to podcasts? Where are your customers? And that will tell you which marketing channel to use. Okay, number three, how can I ensure a consistent source of leads and customers? Um, Again, this is something that a lot of businesses will um, express to me when when we're kind of in those initial chats um, and they'll often have come come to us for for marketing because they do you know they've most businesses that we work with have built their business organically um, have built their business organically and and have a steady stream of of word of mouth or referrals coming in they're good at what they do. Um, and that's how they've built their business. But when they want to come in um, and invest in marketing, when they actually want to step it up a notch, they're looking to drive more customers, more um, you know traffic to the business and more leads and therefore more sales, more sales than they're already getting, more leads than they're already getting. Um, and the way we do that is uh, we refer back to, to um, question number one, if we put that plan in, in place to begin with to understand where are the op- where, what, what is it that we're trying to do and who, it is, who is it that we're trying to attract, then we can put together a marketing ecosystem which includes all the different channels and all the different content um, that we can then drive those those leads and those um, and eventually those sales. So the marketing ecosystem for us it comprises of the five step marketing journey. So driving awareness, uh, then driving engagement, driving then um, leads to the business and sales then driving repeat sales and brand advocacy. So they're kind of the main five steps. And if we've got marketing activity that is addressing each of those steps in market, then we will absolutely ensure a steady steady stream of leads into the business. So it's making sure that we have each of those steps covered with our marketing activity. Um, But probably the most important thing is to be consistent and persistent with your marketing. So where a lot of small business owners will fall down with um, their marketing is that they'll, you know, they'll, they'll spend time on their marketing when the business is quiet or in down periods um, or when they have that little bit of extra time, but then when they get busy or distracted, that goes out the window and the marketing stops. And so when the marketing stops in those instances, so do the leads and the sales. And marketing, unfortunately, is not one of those things that you just kind of pick up and start doing on Tuesday and by Thursday you've you've turned on the leads and the sales again. Uh, generally, it takes a, lo- a lot longer than that. So the biggest thing that you can do to ensure a consistent le- source of leads and customers is to make sure that you've got that marketing journey plotted out with marketing activity for every step and then applying that marketing consistently. Don't let it drop. 
Um, question number four, when is the best time to post on social media? So this is a question that I just even got asked yesterday. It's a really, really common question. Um, now, where we're fortunate here is and we spend most of our time in Instagram and, and Facebook on behalf of our clients, but, but also for us. Um, and so they have got this wonderful tool that actually in their insights shows you when your target audience is online to the point now that if you are posting your content and scheduling your content from the creator studio in Facebook and, and Instagram in Meta, um, then it will actually give you the optimal times for the next couple of days um, when you actually go to create that content. So look for that. Now, this is something that we access from, um, we do all of our scheduling from our like MacBook or from, from our um, PC, from desktop, not from phones. Um, so that's that that's definitely available there. I'm not sure if it is if you do it via your phone, but because um, we don't do it. But yeah, so so your some of the social media channels will tell you. LinkedIn frustratingly doesn't tell you when people are online. I wish they did. Oh, they might if you if you advertise, but just for general um, organic content, it, they they don't. Um, which is really annoying because that would be really good to understand when people are online. If the channel doesn't actually tell you when people are online, when your audience are online, then it's up to you to work that out. Um, and that is by just experimenting um, uh, posting at different times on different days to work out when um, you know, times might be that the people are online. You can generally tell, um, like if your content is pretty consistent um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's roughly the same kind of content, most not the same, but, you know, it's the same in nature, um, you might be able to tell by whether people are actually interacting with that content and how quickly they're interacting with that content. So, like, if you're posting something at 11 o'clock at night on LinkedIn, you know, not a lot of people are there, so you're probably not actually going to get many people seeing that content or interacting with that content. LinkedIn will actually tell you how many people have seen your, your content. Um, so you can actually have a look at that to see when, you know, how many people are, are online when you're posting, but it is a bit of guesswork. Um Again, you know, just think if you understand who your client is, um, you can probably make some assumptions. So say, for example, if you're, if mums are your target audience or dads, parents who are, who are at home looking after their kids or doing the school pickup, um, you know, what are they doing when they're, while they're waiting at the school for um, their kids to come out, generally scrolling through social media. So you might be able to guess, hazard a guess that that a parent um, is is looking through social media at that time. Um, I know from looking at the um, optimal times on Instagram and Facebook for a long time, um, most of your optimal time for social media for the leisure channels is between six to nine at night. And again, if you just think and layer that with common sense and what you know about your customer, 
you know, people have kind of done their dinner, they've, they've finished their work day, they've stopped running the kids around and they're probably just sitting down and maybe enjoying a glass of wine or watching the telly and flicking through social media at the same time. Um, so this is where people do spend quite a bit of time online as well. Um, LinkedIn, honestly, I find that most people are quite active between work hours on LinkedIn don't tend to be that active on the weekend from my experience. Um, but, yeah, between the hours of 9 and 5, generally, you know, at, at Monday to, to even to Friday, Monday to Friday, um, people are generally pretty active. I think the later you get on the Friday, the the least active they, they are. So it's a little bit of uh, trial and error, but using the platforms where you can um, to understand when those optimal times are to post. And there honestly is so much advantage to posting when your target audience are online. So it really is worth working out um, when they're online and when to post because the algorithms will respond so much more favourably if they can see people interacting with your posts because you've, you've dropped it into their feeds when they're online. Okay, um, question number five, do I really need a blog? Now, I've added to that, do I really need to do reels? <laughs> um, so do I really need to blog? This is a question that has been asked for a very long time. Um, look, the advantage of blogging is twofold. From a positioning point of view, Blogs can really help to position you as um, the expert that you are, particularly in professional services, but even with um, products. Um, blogs can help customers understand what you do. They can help understand what, how you are an expert or, or what makes you, um, you know, better than your competitors here. Um, Blogs can help people. Like blogs, I'm I'm talking about kind of vlogs, videos here as well. I mean, think of how many times you've gone to YouTube to work out how to, you know, buy, uh, to use a product. You know, just the other day I went to YouTube because we're going to do some tiling. And the amount of helpful blog articles and videos that I found, and it was Beaumont Tiles, um, you know, they basically gave you step-by-step -step instructions as to how to do the tiling yourself. But riddled throughout that blog content was, and you're going to need this product and this grout and this pre preparation product and this tool and this, that. Now, who do you think I'll go to when I have to actually go and buy all of that equipment? Like I did, the, I looked at this maybe four weeks ago and I can remember that it was Beaumont Tiles that actually published all of that information. And, you know, I really do actually want to talk to a tile expert when I go and buy all of this. And so, yeah, that's where I'm going. Um, so, so from a consumer point of view and from a positioning point of view, blogs are incredibly, incredibly powerful. We, um, again, for this legal client, and it's only because we had our annual marketing planning session yesterday that I'm um, recalling so much of their stuff, but um, we wrote a blog article for them years ago and, honestly, it drives so much traffic to their website. 
so much traffic to their website, but even better than that, so many leads, like unbelievable amounts of leads um, on this particular topic that that um, this blog's about. Like four years, like this this article went on oh, two years ago at least. Um, and it still to this day delivers not just traffic to their website, but actually people picking up the phone saying, I've got this situation, can you help me? Like that is incredibly powerful from one blog article. Um, so, yeah, in terms of do I need a blog? Sure. If you want to drive traffic to your website, if you want to drive leads and sales, if you want to position yourselves as an expert, then, yeah, you need a blog. Um and in terms of, so that's one, one advantage of a blog and that the second advantage is that Google loves it as well. So, so people love it and respond to it, but Google does too. So that dynamic content that's laced with keywords um, helps you become more visible on, on Google. So Google's looking for, for that kind of content and um and analysing that and seeing how many people are reading it, seeing how many keywords relate to people's searches and their behaviours. And then um, the more of that content that you've got on your site, the more likely that Google's going to deliver your website as, as a relevant um, suggestion on page one of, your, of the person who's searching for the solution. So that's blogs and they are really different to reels because reels are used in a completely different way. First of all, reels don't sit on your website. Um, they just sit on Instagram at this point. I have just seen that Facebook are really starting to push the reels as well. Um, reels are, are just going nuts on Instagram um, because they're just so bloody entertaining more than anything. Um do you need to be doing them? If you're on Instagram and you want to make some impact, unfortunately, it's looking more and more like, yes, yes, you do, um, just to, to make sure that you're dropping into people's feeds. Do you need to dance on them? Absolutely bloody not. Do you need to do all the pointing? Absolutely not. Um, and in fact, I would say don't just do that for, for the sake of doing that because, if that's not relevant to your audience or if your audience are just going to go, what the hell, you know, I can't take this person seriously anymore, um, then don't do the dancing and the pointing. And also, like, we're all bloody sick of the dancing and the pointing, really. Um, so how can you do it differently? God, there's so many ways that you can you can get your point across without dancing and pointing. Um, but... It's, it takes a long time. It does take a long time to put these reels together if you want to create the little mini movies that, that uh, people are creating. But, yeah, you know, and, and it's not to say that, that the dancing is, um, is not entertaining. Sometimes it really is. But don't feel that you need to do that in order to get noticed. There are plenty of other ways that you can get noticed on Reels um, without doing that. But, yeah, Reels are about being discovered um, and building kind of awareness and engagement with your brand. They're used very, very differently to, to blogs. 
um, but it's just that 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 is now a, a question that's being asked quite a lot in terms of do people need to do them. So number six is how do I know if my marketing is working or not, which is such a valid question and I'm so thrilled when, when organisations ask this because you should know whether your marketing is working or not. No matter what marketing you are doing in terms of tactic, um, in terms of the marketing ecosystem that you put together for your, for your business, um, we need to measure to see if it is working. And there are several measurements that, that we have um, that we can measure each stage of that marketing journey. Um, we can we can measure um, awareness uh, generally, but we do that by by looking at, at reach, um, and we can also we can also measure that by um, understanding listenership for for radios or, or viewership for for TVs, uh, you know, for TV channels. Generally, the stations will be able to give you those figures. Um, we can estimate you know readership of print publications. And then online, we can we can generally measure reach or video views or, or those sorts of things, impressions, um, to see how many people have actually seen your brand. And I won't go through all of the different measurements. We do have an episode um, ten measurements uh, that you, for for your marketing um, that you can go and listen to. I can put that one in the the show notes if you want to find out more about that measurement piece, but. There's absolutely ways that you can measure um, to see whether your marketing is working. So um, engagement measurements, um, you know, leads, how many leads is your marketing leading to? You can look at your website to understand how many people are visiting your website, where the traffic's coming from on your website. Google My Business has some really great insight in terms of how many people are calling your business from your your Google My Business listing. Um, But then you can also measure with customer surveys, with reviews, with tools like your net promoter score. Um, There's so many different ways that you can measure to see if your marketing is, is working. So don't ever think that you that marketing is this dark art and uh, you kind of just have to assume that that it is working or trust the process that it is working. Um, and also don't, particularly when you first start marketing, don't start looking for your measurements purely in the sales because, as I mentioned before, you can't start marketing on the Tuesday and expect your sales to have increased by the Thursday. It's unrealistic um, and it doesn't really work that way. It takes your customer, you know, at least between six and, and 30 touch points sometimes to actually even become aware of you to start getting to the point where they're comfortable to to purchase with you. So um, there's a lot of kind of work that needs to, to go into driving your customers through that marketing journey. Um, so to measure just by sales, particularly in that first instance, is 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 not giving you an accurate reading 
of, of how your marketing is working. Some of the marketing we put in place is not designed to sell. It's purely designed to make people aware of you. It's purely designed to differentiate you from, from the competition. Um, you know, sometimes getting a website done is not going to increase your sales right there and, and then. That's part of an ecosystem that you've actually got to drive people to the website in the first place. Um, for, for for them actually to be able to make a sale from there. So so things don't kind of just work in, in isolation and um, you certainly can't just start and, and expect sales to, to be rolling in the door immediately. So um, plenty of measurements. As I said, I will um, share the episode, the 10 um, marketing measurements. We've actually got a download as well with those 10 marketing measurements as well. So I'll share that um, in the show notes as well if you'd like more information there. So they are the most frequently asked questions about marketing and I hope that the the answers that I have provided you with have been helpful. Of course, if you do have any additional marketing questions, we would love to hear from you. You can stop by at the um, at our Instagram page, drop us a DM at How to Do Marketing uh, Academy. Um, so that uh, we can we're, we're live every Friday um, and we are answering anyone's questions about marketing. So if you do have any questions at, at How to Do Marketing Academy, drop us a DM or you can email me your questions if you're not an Instagram person at jane at howtodomarketing.com.au. All right, well, I hope uh, you have a fabulous day and uh, that these answers have provided you with some insight. If this episode has been uh, helpful and you have found it um, the information valuable, I would love to hear from you in the way of a review, if, particularly if you use Apple Podcasts. If you could rate and review the podcast, um, that would be so amazing. We would, I would really appreciate it. All right. Well, uh, until next time, happy marketing. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of the How To Do Marketing Show. I really do enjoy bringing you these episodes and hope that you get a lot from them. If you would like to receive even more marketing musings from myself and my team, be sure to head to howtodomarketing.com.au and subscribe to our email. And if you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and grab a screenshot and share it with someone else who you think might enjoy it. Or similarly as excellent would be if you could leave me a rating and review on your potty platform. That helps other small business owners just like you to find the show. Plus, it will put a huge smile on my dial. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 